Hey friend, I'm so glad you're here joining us today and I hope that you are staying blessed and having a great day today. Welcome to another episode of Generation on a Mission. I am so excited today because I have a little someone special joining me and that someone special is my hubby. Yes, most people have date nights, you know, like movie and popcorn, which, you know, we still do and you know, going out in the town, but not me and my husband. We podcast together, which is fantastic. But yes, that's right. My hubby is here to share some insights and share his wisdom with you today. So we are going to be chatting about how you help de-escalate your toddler when he is having a humdinger of a time getting through a tantrum on his own and literally nothing is working. How? How do you de-escalate them when they are so escalated that literally nothing you say works and you are just walking on eggshells and they are screaming and the screams won't stop. What do you do? How do you help? You want to get him through, but how? Well, my husband actually taught me that there is a simple answer that you may not have even known about. And my husband, oh bless his heart, is going to share that with us today and you will love it. But first, I do want to remind you that my proactive parenting course is going to be launching in just a few weeks. I am so excited. You are going to love it and I'm telling you, it's got all the nitty gritty techniques and answers for you to questions like, how do I get my kids to stop whining? How do I get my kids to listen? Why is my toddler saying no all the time? But how do I teach him to express himself at the same time while still setting boundaries? This course is for you. I'm telling you, it will help you if you feel like you've lost control of your parenting and you need to find hope in your parenting and restore your relationship with your little one. And you will get advice just like this and gain all kinds of new insights on how to effectively parent and confidently parent with patience. Yes, getting your kids to listen and attract transformation in your parenting is only weeks away. So if that sounds great to you, email me at generationonamission at gmail.com to get on the wait list and get your early bird code to snag it at a special launching price. If you have questions, also email me or DM me on Instagram at Michelle Shop, and I'd be so happy to get those answered for you. All right, you ready to meet my hubby? Oh, I'm so excited to share him with you for the first time. Let's get to it. Hey there, mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place. Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi, I'm Michelle Schaff, former classroom educator turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. So I have my hubby here today helping me because he's probably the most patient person I've ever met. And he is simply just a wonderful dad. And he actually inspired me the other day with how he handled a situation with our toddler. So I asked him if he could join me on today's show. And he was so kind to oblige. Here he is. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. 
All right, so here's what we woke up to the other day. And here's a little backstory to this. Our schedules have been kind of off lately and it's totally being reflected in our toddler's demeanor. Like he is riding that tantrum train so hard right now. And I'm talking lots of no's, screaming, some throwing, and some tears from both him and us as the parents. It's been fun. But as his parents, we have to help him learn how to cope through those raging emotions, especially since it's, well, kind of our fault this go around. So this particular morning, he woke up in quite the mood. And I'm talking like right from the get go. Everything was a no and every no was accompanied by a scream cry that potentially was like never ending. And it was walking on eggshells kind of a morning like this moment he's fine but then the dog wants to play with a toy that's already hers and well now you know he can't come back from that he just can't so we were treading lightly with our little one and before you know it things got so out of hand and i walked into the kitchen hearing glass shattering and this is where i'm going to let my husband take over the story because he uh he actually tells stories better than i do so i walked into a whirlwind of a situation but I'm going to ask you what even happened that morning. So a bit of more backstory. Our toddler and I have come to an agreement, if you will, that we make coffee together. Now he knows the components are hot and he's not pouring out the coffee grounds on his own. It's very heavily supervised, but it's, it's a participatory experience for him. And on this particular day, he was carrying the coffee pot, something that he's done before, from our little coffee bar in our kitchen to the sink. And he was frustrated by something. Um, Life generally in this moment, I think, was really bothering him. And he dropped the coffee pot. So it breaks. And that was out of a reaction. He was upset and he didn't want to hold the coffee pot anymore. He has a history of throwing things. He didn't throw the coffee pot. He dropped it, and it was on our kitchen floor, which is not carpeted, and it broke. And he was upset. So even before, I I think even before the first tear shed out of his tear duct in his eye, he was immediately asking, Daddy, we're going to go to the store and buy a new pot? And I said, no, son, we're, the coffee pot is broken. You, You broke it. And about that time is when Michelle comes around the corner with a, reaction and you see our toddler welling up and he starts to cry and he cries and he cries and he cries so i thought the best way to handle that situation was to hug him so i'm already down on his level like like physically crouching i may be sitting on the floor at this point so i i go over to him he walks to me and i just hug him and he starts crying i know he's upset I think he's mostly upset in that moment because he broke the coffee pot. But I also realized quickly that when I told him we are not going to go get a new one this morning, he was also upset about that because he likes the routine of doing it. He likes doing it with me, and he wasn't going to be able to do that anymore. So I hold him, I hug him, and he's crying, and I'm just holding him there for a few seconds without much conversation or talking it at all. It felt like a few seconds, maybe it was a little longer. But he pulls away, or I pull him away, and I say, we broke the coffee pot. You you dropped it, and the coffee pot is broken, so we can't make coffee this morning. And he says, we go, we're going to go buy a new one? I said, we're, we're not going to buy a new one right now. Maybe we can go buy one later, but we're not buying a new one right now. It's, it's broken. So 
he got a little more upset about that because you tell him the finality of no. It's not a maybe. It's not a yes. It's a clear no. We are not making coffee today. We are not buying a new coffee pot this morning. This breakfast is going to go without our shared experience of making coffee together. So then at that moment, I took the opportunity to say, this is why, son, we tell you to use kind hands that you can hurt yourself or you can hurt something else. And in this instance, this was a clear instance of him hurting something else, meaning the glass coffee pot. It's broken now. He wasn't hurt. Uh, There's no shattered shards in himself or in me. The baby was in another room. The dog was somewhere else. Michelle was somewhere else. So no people were hurt. The floor wasn't damaged. Nothing. The only casualty in this experience was the coffee pot but had to make realize make like a a real prevalent and clear example of your decisions have consequences and you hurt the coffee pot so to speak it broke by not setting it down gently so i'm telling him this you know this is why we tell you to use kind hands are you're okay i'm okay mommy everybody's okay but the coffee pot is broken and now we have to face that situation so it took a little bit of him calming down and we said this is exactly why we tell you not to do that and this is what can happen if you're not careful with things so he was frustrated and he put the coffee pot down but he didn't set it down he dropped it and it broke so after we we proceeded he calmed down a little bit we made sure he was okay we proceeded to the next step but we had no coffee that morning and we wound up getting another coffee pot that was cracked so i had to go back and get another one so we're actually on coffee pot number three but in that moment, I thought the best wasn't, or the best option was not to lecture him on why he dropped the coffee pot, or to get mad at him for breaking the coffee pot because uh, coffee is a hot commodity in our house right now, both like literally and figuratively. But we have coffee every day, so now we weren't going to have coffee. But I didn't think it would be effective to yell at him. I'm not one to really raise my voice, and I thought the best thing here is to calm him down, love him through it hold him until he can listen to the words that I'm saying and then tell it to him. I don't scream at him. I didn't throw him out of the room or kick him to his bedroom and say, get out, you know, you're on time out or I need you to go to your room and not have any conversations about it. In that immediate instant, I thought the best thing I can do for him is to hold him and tell him that you are okay, but you've just made a mistake. So now we're going to work through this mistake. And that was several days ago. But I think the message is received because now we can reference that incident. We can say we have to be careful with the coffee pot because it, the last remember when it broke. And he's such a an interested kid. He'll say, Daddy, why would we get a new coffee pot? And we say, because the last coffee pot broke. And he said, why did it break? And we say, you dropped it. And he knows that. And he understands that. And he, he asks that to get the answer he remembers all of that but he knows that now so we can associate and recall the memory of the broken coffee pot in a way that i think he really learns the lesson and it's not a negative experience from him as in i broke the coffee pot and my dad screamed at me or every day we make coffee my dad doesn't let me touch anything because of the time the one time i dropped the coffee pot so we learned through it loved through it and I, I think it was effective, or it has been so far. It's only a few days away, but I think he really understands what happened, and he understands that we have to be careful, and he understands what happens if we're not careful sometimes. So in that particular moment, my husband saw that he could have handled it one of two ways. He could have handled it in a way that was emphasizing the fact that 
our son did wrong and now we have a broken coffee pot because of it. But instead, he chose to look at what our son needed at the time and what he needed was love. He already understood the repercussions of his actions and in that particular moment, I was angry. I wanted to drive the point home because I was so tired and frustrated that I didn't have coffee. But he looked at it as a chance to show our son compassion and love. And I think that had a better effect on him than trying to discipline him. And in fact, another situation happened another morning where he was, again, it might have even been the same morning. I'm not sure. It was kind of a blur. But another morning where he was just on a roll with the nose and I mean, endless screams, no matter what you did, it was a frustrating situation. And so I'm like, you know what? You need a little break. Go to your room. And let's, let's just think of things that can make you happy. And, you know, that didn't work. You know, I needed to make breakfast. And we just needed some time apart. And that's okay. But I said I would go back in and revisit. And he's just screaming, I want daddy. I want daddy. I want daddy. Which is fine. But, you know, I said I'll send, I'll send daddy in when you show me that you're ready by not screaming anymore. And so he was still crying. But my husband went in. And instead of talking to him about it right away, which he could have done, he chose that same route. And I don't know if you want to just kind of touch a little bit on how you handled that situation and why you chose to handle it that way. So I did, immediately upon entering his room in this particular instance, I just hugged him again. So he's about, if I'm sitting on the ground, his head is a little bit taller than mine. So it's fortunate now that I can do that. So I, I go in his room and I sit on the floor and I just give him a hug. I, he, it might be the case with a lot of toddlers, but I don't have any others. I just have him. But when he gets upset and he gets going and crying, he needs to stop crying before you can really get through to him and before he can really get through to you. His emotions are running wild. He's very full speed ahead at that moment. And I thought the best thing to do now to calm him down, to let him know that I'm here was just the hug. So a simple full hug. Um, it's, really great to get a hug from your toddler this instance he's crying on your shoulder so it's not like daddy i love you it's no son i love you and that's why i'm doing this we need to to calm down before we can have the conversation about what's going on and why you're screaming at everything and why everything is a no we at least need to bring it down uh bring the intensity down maybe bring the energy down a bit bring the aggression down and really reach him if i go in there while he's screaming or if it's if it's anywhere and he's frustrated to the point where he's crying and yelling and um like he was and nothing else is working nothing, nothing. no you can't you can't divert you can't get him to think about something else you can't ask for him to help you to do something you can't ask him to help get something nothing is working well i needed to calm it down so i hug him and it's it's worked well i think because he, he calms down, and then he's in a place where he can listen. But I hope, I really hope, and I don't know if he'd be able to vocalize this, but I really hope he feels in that instance, I'm your dad. I'm going to love you through everything. I'm gonna, I love you now. I'll love you in three minutes. I loved you three minutes ago forever. So the love is hopefully what calms him down. And then I you know, hit him with the, the discussion about why what he's doing is inappropriate and why it's not okay to scream at your mom just because she asked if you wanted blueberries for breakfast that day and you don't, so you scream it and it elevates from there. But first and foremost, I'm your dad and I love you, but 
we need to talk about your behavior also. Yeah, and part of the, this piece too is you want to make sure you hold them accountable, but first and foremost, the most important thing is that you show them that you love them first. And that accountability piece can happen later, but sometimes just to get them through those hard times and those big mistakes, they just need to know how much you love them and that you're going to love them through it. And sometimes even though you say, oh, do you need a hug? And they scream back, no, I don't need a hug. Sometimes you just pick them up, scoop them up, and let them cry on your shoulders. And sometimes that means it needs to be from dad as opposed to mom, but you have to read your toddler too and understand his needs or her needs and go from there. So like my husband was saying, he could have handled the situation in one of two ways. And he decided to direct the outcome of that situation. If he would have yelled or if I would have yelled, our toddler would have escalated and I'm pretty confident he wouldn't have been able to calm down anytime soon, regardless of what I said or did. But because my husband chose to read the situation and he chose to love him through it, the outcome turned out differently. And instead, he was able to know that he was loved and he was able to calm himself down because he knew he had that validation and support. So in situations like these, we can choose to be angry, which can lead to more screams and tears from our kids. And that might even also lend itself to a missed lesson too. They may not pick up on what they did wrong if they're so focused on you yelling at them. That that you yelling at them is going to leave a bigger impression on them in a negative way than a lesson that they could have taken away from that learned through grace. Yeah, I think in, in situations of tantrums, the parents need to remind yourself perhaps or just understand that you are the de-escalator. So it's up to you to bring your toddler down, bring your toddler back, rope them back in, bring them back to uh, level behavior. Screaming at them maybe will not do that. So that just maintains an elevated level of energy, negative energy, or an elevated level of frustration, or an elevated level of tears, or an elevated level of whatever negative experience you're having. But you are the de-escalator. So for us, for me, I try to de-escalate first and then have the lesson and discussion second because I need to bring him down first. I am the adult. He went to his room because I sent him there. Or... He's crying because he broke our coffee pot, but he didn't come to own that coffee pot on his own. Like I am the authority. I am the dad. So I'm also responsible for bringing him back, bringing his emotions back down. If he knew how to do that on his own, he probably wouldn't cry as much. Like that, that as you mature in age or, you know, maybe that's why it happens. I don't know. But in those instances, I am the dad. But that also means... I need to love him and pour it on him, especially in those instances. And by doing that, do you think you were able to teach him the lesson in a more effective way than if you would have yelled or screamed? Absolutely. Absolutely. I knew when we came out of that hug, you know, you go into a hug, you hold a hug, you come out of the hug. When we came out of that hug, he was in a different headspace than he was when we went into it. So he was in a different place to listen, to hear what I'm saying. I have his his full attention and I definitely feel like it's more effective after the hug than it was before the hug. For real and actually you taught me that 
as well because I was not in the right frame of mind that morning <laughs> with my baby not sleeping. I mean, he woke up like four times that night and I needed some coffee. And when my toddler was on a roll, I was thinking, oh man, this is going to be a humdinger of a day. And after seeing that reminder, like even though I have all the tools and I know the tools that I can use, when you're not in the right headspace yourself, it's hard to know how to handle the situations effectively because you don't have much patience yourself. So when you see that someone else is showing you a better way to handle it, you're like, oh man, you know, I need to take advantage of that and I need to learn from it. So in this particular instance, I actually was reminded by my husband that grace goes a long way with your kids. And I know I've referenced him so many times before about how he keeps me in check. And this was one of those ways where he did a great job of keeping me in check by by not even telling me something, just showing me something. So I think, you know, my big takeaway from this is we can choose to handle situations one of two ways. One is the aggressive way or the needing discipline right away. I need to emphasize discipline right away but that might not be as effective or we can choose to offer grace. And when we do that, we remember that that might de-escalate the situation more quickly and validate their feelings and the lesson will be emphasized more appropriately when that happens. But I think the bottom line here is that we have the power to control how we respond and that is something upon which we should be constantly, constantly reflecting. And like we talked about, we still need to hold them accountable, but that comes after the fact that they're in the right headspace and they're able to think clearly and they're not in that fight or flight frame of mind. That's when you take an opportunity to teach them, okay, what's the lesson here and how can we hold yourself accountable too? But leading by grace and offering them grace is a much more powerful lesson in teaching our kids how to lead with grace, forgiveness, and love when someone wrongs them. And that is a great, great lesson to learn as parents and as kids. And so with that being said, I want to just say thank you to my hubby Nathan for being here and sharing your wisdom of parenting with the world. Happy to be here. Maybe I'll show up on another future episode. Oh, you will. Guaranteed you will. (laughs) All right. That's all from us. And we hoped you learned a little something something. And if you did, please be sure to share it with us by leaving a review or, of course, taking a screenshot of it on your story, tagging me at Michelle Schaff. And I will be sure to tag you in mine on the Instagram and we can spread the parenting love together. See you next time. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Schaff, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.